on and get this honey come 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 on and come on come on and come on yeah. come on and come on 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 yeah. come on and come on hello everybody and welcome to another gathering of Wolves in, in the city. city with your host Lee Gray J-J-R-E-V Carnage Kills And this is another remote episode in lockdown, in lockdown And we are happy to be helping you through the pandemic You needed us, you called for us, and we're back We've been seeing all the messages that you guys have been sending to us To be fair, we haven't really been promoting that we're back yet We just wanted to ease ourselves back into the into the wolf pack but we are back your leaders are here your cult leaders are here to serve you and we are happy to do this um so guys hello hi um what is life been in lockdown like been this week that makes no sense, uh, but you know why. <laughs> what is the lockdown uh, uh, been in, uh, uh, this week? Um, if you say it with that rhythm, it makes sense. So it's fine. Uh, really good. Obviously, we've got new artwork. So shout out, John. Oh, my Vader. God. Yes. Yes. That artwork is him. amazing. I messaged yes. him on Instagram and said thank you because I have manners. Okay. Oh, sh- shut the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> I've been putting but nothing was... but amazing compliments in the chat, have I not? You need to yeah, pass Yeah, I sent him the screenshots. I did, oh, I did. Good. I passed it on. I passed it all on. I screenshotted everything. I was in our group chat and stuff. Um, <laughs> so shout out to him because he did a really good turnaround and it was very much like a lot of depth with the artistry. Uh, other than that, just settling in, new internet, uh, shit connection. Uh, and I'll be spending my next couple of weeks looking for boosters so I can have the best quality internet <laughs> that there is to find. Okay. <laughs> No, it gets like that. For me, it's just been, it's been calm this week. I've just been getting so stressed out because I've got so much planning that I'm doing. I've got a shoot at the weekend and then I've got a music video, a big music video next weekend and then a shoot the week after that. So I've just been literally getting high and just doing all my planning and stuff. I get so stressed out when I'm doing all that kind of stuff. I don't get happy or excited about anything until it's done. So once everything is done, then I'm just going to feel better and excited and I'm sure we'll have conversations about it and stuff um but yeah that's been my week in lockdown to be honest just keeping my head down yeah I mean definitely it's been interesting because obviously we're coming close to a year in this situation obviously we're in February now and definitely it's going to be a year me being out of the office um at the end of the month and it like I've definitely had time to sort of look back at where I was in February 2020 and where I'm at now. And I know that some people listening to this are going to absolutely hate what I'm about to say, but I know that some people will be able to relate to what I'm about to say. And and of course it's been like, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and by any means say that it's been an incredible and amazing opportunity for health and growth and healing. But it's been an opportunity for growth and healing and health for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like, I have definitely, I definitely feel like I'm in transition. I definitely feel like it's allowed me to really look at what I want to achieve. And the two words that I say to JJ on the phone all of the time 
even when I know that he's put me on mute, is impact and value. And like, I think maybe it's because I'm turning 29 this year and it feels like my 20s are coming to an end, but I no longer just want to be put in opportunities where I feel like I'm fighting with other people of color for crumbs. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, I think that sometimes we overvalue the opportunities that we get because there are so few of us that get them. And so like, for me, I am so focused on how I can use my life to um, really create impact and really add value and not uh, just to post something on Instagram so it looks like my life is great. But I think I learned that very early on, you know. Sorry, okay. say again. I said, I think I learned that early on, to That's be honest, not, especially with social media. People feel like if they're not on social media, they're not living. And I feel like we need to remember that social media is not real life. Do you know what I mean? Like real life still exists, you know, actually just being away from your phone and trying to progress as an individual I feel like we don't even know how to do that anymore a lot of people but I I I agree with you absolutely I think obviously it's going to be harder for the generation that is younger than your generation carnage because they are born into social media whereas we were we remember a time when there wasn't social media um but I just mean more as in like especially after the the protests that happened I think that like you know at that time I've said on episode one that you know I started a YouTube channel and I realized that after I protested I didn't upload another video my channel was called I'll drink to that it was a cocktail making channel and you know it was it was a little bit of tea and a, a little fun and stuff like that but I realized that I don't just want to be a YouTuber I feel like I'm capable of doing more than that. And what am I actually trying to achieve by by doing this? Do you know what I mean? Like, shout out to everybody who has done that. I'm a massive fan of Patricia Bright, for example. But I just refuse for us to, you know, because, you know, brands have now realized that their company is a little bit racist, they're adding a black person to to their campaigns. Mm -hmm. I just see that as crumbs. You know, because actually in the work that I do, I can I can see a big difference between what white influencers are paid, for example, and what black influencers are paid or black talent is paid. But that yeah. black talent will assume that or not even ask for more because before that black person wouldn't have even got an opportunity to be part of that brand campaign. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really now looking at how can we have our own platforms? How yeah. can we provide our, how can I provide more opportunity for the people that are coming up behind me? That's where I'm sort of looking. And, I, and not everybody is capable of doing that, by the way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like some people are only able to walk through the door. They're not able to actually make a door, you know? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that was my, that was my, that's my, that's been one of my thoughts. This, this you've, been, you've been thinking. I've been, yeah. I've been thinking. Like- I've been thinking. I've been thinking. thinking. What time it is, it's the time that comes by every week. How about this time in the podcast? And that would be, let's see if JJ can say it correctly this week. Revlon's revealing reviews. Yeah. Bring back my girls. 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 Yes, yeah, so on RuPaul's Drag Race UK this week, 
Um, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Um, the girls were asked to split into pairs with their yep. best friend on the show. But unlike what they thought, they weren't working together. They were actually competing against each other and had to make an outfit based on a color-coded box of materials that the Brit crew handed out. As, I love shit like that. As winners of the limbo, Taste and Veronica Green assigned the colors. The person in the pair who loses the fashion walk was up for elimination. Um, so the winner this week was Lawrence Cheney. And unfortunately, our <laughs> eliminated queen this week was someone that we all know, and that was Astuna Mandela. No. So, JJ Revlon, why don't you give us your revealing review? Wow. What can I say? This week was a very confusing week for me. Um, I don't understand how there can be 13 episodes of Drag Race and one in the UK and girls still don't know how to sew. So that is, <laughs> that is the TV. That is my I question. I cannot deal with that at all. Anyway, but my bottom this week um, was Sister Sister, in my opinion. Um, I just wasn't feeling it, I think. I just wasn't feeling it at all. Uh, I just, I didn't like, I just didn't like it. Just, just that, to be honest. Um, and I really feel like uh, Ginny Lemons wasn't that great. Also, she kind of looked like Bimini's mum. What? If like Bimini tried to wear, like, kind of like mutton, just like lamb, a little bit. Because I know Rue came like in and was like, and we're probably going to talk about this later. But I know Rue came in was like to be, like to uh, Ginny Lemon being like. Oh, have you ever thought about being more sexy? And I think the sexiness kind of just made it not Ginny at all. Um, but my top, <laughs> no, my, okay, my top was Bimini, full stop. As well as really, yes, and taste. Even though taste didn't have to sew, I really liked what she did with the whole pin situation. Like I really Bimini, did. Wait, though, Bimini, oh, even, the one in the pink with yellow hair. No, she wore blue. And it was all the way down to the ground. It was like a Vivian Westwood inspired, which was very clear. It was a very clear look. She said Vivian, I said Westwood. It made sense. Hers has to be like hands down sick, like the sickest. Um, even though taste apparently didn't really make her outfit and it actually was Ahura that made it. Um, yeah, it still was really good. Ahura for me, again, too many ideas. I feel like she needs to concentrate on herself more with this competition. And less about, you know, her ex love life with taste and her bitchy what? behavior and her talk, talk, talk too much. Wait, um, hold on, rewind. Ex love life. They, they yeah, like they used to do a thing back in the day, but apparently. Anyway. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sad that Asina went, but it was time for her to leave, in my opinion. I think. The look, I think I've spoken about this like two days in a row, right, so far. And I think three days, <laughs> three days actually, including Lee, because we were talking about it. And I feel like Athena should have gone. Like, I feel like Bimley tried to give her some, uh, you know, some ideas saying, oh, girl, should you like, like, you know, jewel it or like yeah. the dazzle it? Should you do but something? Like, you and she was very much like, no, I'm happy with this. And to be yeah. honest, in my opinion, and any of us could have made... How? Huh? Come on. How, how could you be happy with that? RuPaul's Drag Race, it's a skirt and a top, babe. Like, come and on. That's, a, like... that's the thing. 
and I think why, and no. people always come at me and say, why, but tea and coffee, but tea and coffee. But I'm like, tea and coffee tried. I love tea and coffee like, now, you know. Look, I love tea and coffee. The look was so bad, but she even tried to put <laughs> ruffles in. That is not yeah. easy to she, do. She's trying. Sim- right. She's definitely trying. It's very much similar to putting in pleats. Those things are hard. If, even if Astina pleated it and then gave it some shit on the end or something around the bell, I was just like, mm. this is not good. Anyone could make this. Yeah. With the right, yeah. with the right, not even with the right pattern. You could literally make that look free-handed or copy it off a former outfit to make the top and make a Seriously. skirt. Is, to make a skirt is one seam. So we're not talking like it's like a crazy amount of work to be done. And it even, I think it's stretchy as well, which is even worse. Because yes. with stretchy <laughs> material, you could just cheat. Literally, More you could time. just wrap it round fold, fold, and then even probably hot glue or some, something like this. But I think it was the right decision. Um, yeah, I think it's the right decision. I think I'm holding my tongue because I think we're going to talk about some bits about RuPaul's Drag Race after. Overall, all the girls did very well. Um, shout out to Lawrence mm-hmm. Cheney because I think she really showed her skill set this week. Um, I'm still kind of yeah, that's not really bad. feeling the lack of confidence for me. I'm very much about being, I think, because I always push everyone to be confident in themselves. I think I just need her to just be quiet and just take the ball by the horns. It's like she needs to shake her own self in the mirror because she actually has like the skill set. Like in terms of her looks, mm. the way she puts them together, her ideas, it's executed exactly what she's saying other than other queens who say one thing and then it's completely not the same thing. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's these, she needs to just, oh, girl, like, come on. Like, come on, pull the finger out. Let's just carry on these girls for the next couple of seasons. Because right now I only mm. see her, still Veronica, <clears throat> green, and hopefully a black queen in the top. Hopefully Taze can be in the top. Hopefully next week is Snatch Games and she carries. Hopefully. So, That's what we hope for. So <laughs> it was I, bad. Tyson's um, dress was bad. I I think a few things. The first thing I actually want to talk about is before I talk about the top, the tops and the bottom, I actually really enjoyed and was interested by and touched by Ginny Lemon sharing her story and who she was mm-hmm. on the in the chat with Bimini because you know, listening to someone saying that they there's not one thing that they love about themselves was, you know, definitely hard to hear, but also I could relate to it because like I remember definitely being growing up in school and feeling like there was nothing about me that was similar to anyone around mm. me. And I definitely felt like there was something incredibly wrong with me. And it wasn't until I started to find my own group of people in the LGBTQ community until I started to be like, actually, this mouth you have, that's okay. a good thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a savior. That's I had a to skill. Teach. It, um, yeah. Because I even remember like in school, I'm veering off a little bit, but I remember in school, I remember like, was like, okay, I need to fit in. All I want to do is fit in. So I went, you know, that Christmas, I was like, I'm going to fit in. I'm going to cut off my cane rolls. I'm going to get an academics tracksuit and some harachis and I'm going to come back and I'm going to fit in. And I fit it in. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I started getting quiet and stuff. 
And the minute I started hanging around with what was classed demandem, I was like, these bitches are boring. Exactly. Exactly. I remember I went out with my mum, yeah, and we went to a party, right? Not too long ago, yeah? And at the time, I remember thinking to myself, I'm so fucking glad I'm not one of the boys because <laughs> the girls have fucking fun. No they know how to have fun. And there's always tea yeah. getting spilled and you learn more about yeah. the family secrets and all that. Okay. You get me? Like, that's where, that's the well, place the to be. Don't do that. the, they don't the do that. They don't do that. I know you, you were... The harakis are the rubbish. academics for me. <laughs> it was the academics for me. Everyone like, I, loved it. I relatable, got, relatable. I got everything because it was a group of boys that did not have. Everyone just wore black air forces, right? And I came in, and you, you know, I remember, I remember, I s curled my hair because obviously I had just cut it, so like it was Come a short little thing. The s curl. I remember like, doing that. <laughs> I remember going back and was like. I actually don't even want to be one of you guys. And that was no. such a big revelation yeah. to me. So I really appreciate that story. Secondly, mm. I But also, sorry on. to cut you in, in, just in Jimmy, Ginny, sorry. With Ginny also, that whole thing, what I also got, what someone told me with this whole conversation of Drag Race is that Ginny did X Factor in 2017. And the way they were perceived was kind of like in the com- like in the complete negative. So by the time I'm going to RuPaul's Drag Race, another reality TV show kind of thing, I can understand where she's coming from of being like, I don't like anything about myself. Because you know how people who watch X Factor can be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Them off commas. And then secondly, I think, um, I think the right person won. I did, I thought Lawrence Cheney really brought it out of the bag. That dress looked like it was already designed. It looked okay. so polished. Mm-hmm. It was sewn with an inch of her life. Like it was so like, <laughs> you know, the, the shape of it and the silhouette was amazing. She looked really confident on that runway. It was like, this is my wheelhouse. And I was so happy by, by that because Ahura, who was moaning about the fact that she isn't really? a designer because she's a drag queen, or maybe you're just not a designer because you're not good enough kind of thing. And what she presented on the runway was okay, but it wasn't amazing. And I really was looking for that moment from her because apparently that was her wheelhouse. Um, maybe, she did, maybe she spent too much time helping Tate. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm talking no, shit. No, I like yes, what Aurora done on their runway. I never I said like it was bad. Runway. No, no, no. I like what she did on the runway, but I just felt like it because it was black. It's black in it, and then every, what you've made is an outfit that's covered up your your body. So no, it's not good. So it's not good. So it's not good. You just no, said it's black, it and you said it covered edited. up her body. So it's it not needed, good. It needed to be edited. Okay, so that you can actually see a silhouette going on. Let me finish because Astina wore black and was covered in episode one and she won that challenge. I can't remember episode one. She wore the Naomi Campbell look that she wore with the... the all black. All black and all Swallowing her body. Because that's what the look does. <laughs> and the design was great. <laughs> Miss Ahura, this was supposed to be her wheelhouse. She bragged Literally. about it. She spoke about it. She even helped somebody else because she's so good. And it did not come through. Exactly. And then the last, the next person I want to mention is Bimini. The next person I want to mention is Bimini because I thought that dress was incredible. I loved it. Fucking sick. The back was amazing. Bimini's a one to watch. I think she's going to 
kill the snatch game. I think she already has that character in her head. I'm excited for that. Taste did the same look she did from episode one, which is why <laughs> she was in the bottom. Um, so I'm gonna have to. I'm, she's really gonna have to lift it because I'm getting worried about her now. She's been in the bottom nearly every week. So I'm nearly I'm, every. There's only been two episodes. There's been it? three. Oh, okay. Oh, and every week. Yeah. I and love that's, Taste. That's even if it's even if it's two in the first three episodes, it's too many. It's it's a little bit worrying. It's um, too worrying. Uh, and I just think also... she just needs she just needs to just up it a little bit. I'd say let's stay away from the headpieces now. Do you get what I mean? Let's see what the, the wigs are really giving. Because she got some nice wigs. So I don't get me do wrong. Then, I am <laughs> rooting for taste for sure. I think that she's incredibly funny. I think she's incredibly talented. I, I think want taste to win. I think that she should be in the competition. But like, you know, as Naomi says right this is a competition do you know what i mean and if you are distracted mm. by your love life and you're also losing that's not a good look the last thing that i want to say is unfortunately astina as much as i was rooting for her <laughs> i do think it was time to go home because similar to what jason mentioned you know bimini did say girl you think you want to em embellish that dress you want to put would have put some diamonds <laughs> in there, something. She said, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm yeah, done. she probably and said, then, I'm done. And yeah. then when, they, when we found out who the, the bottoms and the tops were and they were in the workroom, she was like, well, none of y'all wanna, none of y'all wanna lipstick against okay. me. I feel sorry about you bitches if you're against me. And Do you know what? Let me say something, this. yeah. Let me Very say that. something. Let me say something. When she said that, you know, I thought to myself, you're going home, babe. I knew, <laughs> I knew it. Because as well, that's how they edit it, yeah? They edit it like that. They always show the person that runs their mouth and then that person always goes going home. But also, Carnage, had she killed that runway, like, I mean, that lip sync, right? She would not be going home. I know we're not talking about Drag um, Race US on this, but the way La La Ri, Killed oh, that lip sync is in what that, I was expecting in from bag dress. Astina. The bag dress that fell off. <laughs> See, like I was so impressed by that lip sync. You, uh, Tia Coffee. We knew she's not a dancer. You know, okay. she's a little bit awkward because of how tall she is. But you could tell that girl was fighting to stay. Do you know what I mean? She was mm. like, "I'm going to take this tallness, this awkwardness, and." And all of it, and just mix it in, and give you what I got. That is why she stayed. And but also, I think was slightly overconfident in that lip sync, and that's why she went home. But also, in the lip sync, the whole thing is to to purvey or to speak the music to the audience to tell a story. Back kicking, mm. flipping, and dipping is not how you, you do it. I really felt like she thought mm. she could do all these tricks and stay because she had all these tricks in the bag. But let's remember, obviously we're not talking about US, but we just have to say, we are on season 13 of Drag Race, <laughs> and we are on season two of the UK one. We have seen flipping, kicking and diving from the beginning, but someone who actually had genuine yeah. character or connection with the music will always prevail, always. So I really yeah. don't understand how she went in there Always. with like all oh, this mouth. It just really annoys me because I think as a person, she's not like that. And I think a lot of things that she's shared of other people reviewing Drag Race has always been like, Astina's not like this in real life. She's really a sweetheart, la la la. I don't know, really know what she was doing when she went into the RuPaul's Drag Race with all that lip. 
Because honestly, her talent speaks for itself. And but when you have too much lip. <laughs> Well, 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 we have the gag of the week coming up. And actually, Astina Mandela is one of the gaggers of the week. So let's take a break and come right back, super queens. Okay, so gags of the week. And this week, we have a couple to get through. But the first one is continuing on with Drag Race UK because Estina Mandela actually gave some interviews after she obviously left the competition, like all the queens do. And this one is from um, Pink News. And the headline is Drag Race UK's Estina Mandela thinks the judges' controversial critiques contradict who we are as queer people. Now, one of the questions the judges asked, or sorry, one of the questions that she was asked in the article is the judges weren't keen on your runway, were their fair comments. She responded by saying, they've given you their advice and that's completely valid. The issue I have is drag, especially in the UK, it's an art form. And to tell someone you've got man shoulders, to ask Ginny, have you ever tried sexy? It kind of contradicts so much of who we are as people, especially in the LGBT community, by trying to add these rules and regulations. The comments, I just processed them. And I was like, okay, is this not about you? They're giving you their advice and what they're seeing to make you better and to help you. I had to understand their point of view and not how I'm feeling. That was quite a process for me to deal with. The next question was, I was watching it like, so what if she has big shoulders? That question was by Pink News. And Astina came back and said, Serena Williams, really and truly, you would never tell her to put her big shoulders away. Also last night, while I was reading the comments and the pictures, I was looking at Rats the Rusical and I was thinking, why did I not wear a bra? And I went, oh yeah, it's because I was a baby rat. Why would I wear a bra if I'm a baby? Also, some women are flat chested. So why does everyone have to wear a bra? Women are hairy. So it's so weird that we're adding these conditions to drag when in the world, we're trying to get rid of them for everyone. It's so interesting to me. So the first thing that I want to ask Carnage, um, because Carnage seems to understand her thought processes, is do you agree with her comments? And then later on, we'll discuss whether Drag Race should be a space for everyone and should it should have rules. So what do you think about her comments? I don't know. My head is kind of spinning a bit because I'm just thinking like, on one point, I hear what she's saying, yeah? And on the other hand, I'm like, it is a TV show, you know, the entertainment side of things. Do you get what I mean? So, but then, but I feel like Drag Race as a whole, I've heard so many different shady things. Like, I I can't, I don't know, I can't really comment. Pass it to JJ. I don't really have a comment on it. (laughs) What do you mean, pass it to JJ? Um, Pass it to JJ, I don't have a comment. I don't have a comment. So... Uh, I obviously read the article. Uh, I think these are the, t- I read, I think I only read the, the, this question that you brought up on another one um, that talks about the expression of drag race and drag as a whole art form. But when we're talking about drag race, let's, let's talk about the facts and probably maybe a, a quicker form. When it originally started, it was a whole thing of being an illusionist. So looking like a female, so a uh, male essentially looking like a female. Um, it's obviously had all these other inserts of like club kids and uh, 
there's a lot of argument within drag if if you really sing as a real singer, you're not a drag queen. There's loads of things that factor in. But one thing that we that drag race drag race overall does is I think give queens a different idea of how they probably see themselves. So the whole thing of asking Ginny, oh, have you ever tried being sexy? Is like, have you ever, I felt like I saw it as, have you ever tried this? Cause you could be good at it. And if Ginny pulled it off, like, I just don't mm. think it's Ginny, but if Ginny pulled it off as like something that was kind of like Jim, Jim, uh, Jimbo, I think her name was from Canada's Drag Race, then it would make sense. Cause they're both kind of similar, except for Jimbo is quite sexy with everything, mm. like huge breasts and stuff like this. Um, RuPaul also said about herself that I have very broad shoulders. So what I do is I do an asymmetrical line to make my shoulders smaller. This is a trick that got, like uh, trans women have been using for ages. You know, you know, mm. you have bigger hips; it makes your feet look smaller. You have um, when you put nails on, that makes your hands look smaller. There's all these things that you do to I don't know, feminize yourself or maybe make a different exterior. I think the pressure mm. on Astina kind of came from. I don't really know, but I feel like it came from because her face is so beat and so like, you know, you, when you look, you kind you you see woman from East London like a girl who's from the hood, whereas the uniform of the outfit didn't match. Also, she's another person who says she doesn't tuck, but it's like, yeah, you don't have to tuck because when I did drag, I didn't tuck either. But it's all about illusion. That's what people are coming for. So I think it's just about thinking. It has nothing, I don't think it has anything to do with the art form. Everyone takes drag, drag in a different way. Bimini is different, mm. you know? Ginny is different, tea and coffee is different. The art form has not been um, squashed. The art form's actually like, just asking you, hey, have you tried this? And it, the I thing feel is, like it drag queens, though, since season one. I feel like drag queens, when you're, um, when you're a drag queen, you can have whatever aesthetic you want. That's what I kind of, when I um, see drag queens, that's the approach I take on drag, that you can have whatever yeah. aesthetic that you want and you create. I feel mm. like um, in the drag race point of view, when Rue was saying about, um, you know, the asymmetrical dress and um, looking more, have you tried sexy? I feel like it's because we can see on the TV, okay, this queen might not look as polished as the others. Do you get what I mean? And I feel like Rue, as the founder of the show, wants the queens on some level to have that kind of growth. So it's like, and there's different levels of sexy. You don't have to be all slutty, everything out there. The boobs didn't yeah. even have to be that big. Do you get what yeah. I mean? But it just show a different side to us, a more elevated side. That's the way that I took it. I feel like I've got... I... And I think when you... Go, go on. on. Oh, I was going to say... I was just going to say, when you go on drag... <laughs> you go. Should I go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say... I was just going to say, when you go on drag race, don't you expect these things? Mm. As, as over in America, there's 13 seasons. So if I'm going mm. on drag race, I know that I better sew. I better know how to somewhat act. I better know how to somewhat dance. I better know how to at least take direction. Do you get what I mean? You know, also, my face better be beat. My... Go but on. on top of that, go, go, go. on top of that, it's about diversifying yourself also, I think. It's about mm. being able to be, you know, a comedy queen plus a queen that sings plus maybe, I don't know, you might have nights where they do BDSM. And no, I agree. I'm just saying, those, you, know, like, you should know what I think, skills. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I think these challenges and like pulling out a different character and stuff like this, 
Um, mm. Like when they do snatch games and stuff, these are all parts of Drag Race which can, or drag, I think, that can amplify <clears throat> what you do as a drag queen. So I think, I think a lot of the, I think her comments, a little bit, obviously this is how you feel. And I obviously, I'm not in that situation. So I will say, she's more than welcome to say what she said. But you know, at the end of the day in drag world, you do you. It might not be to everybody's taste, okay? Mm. But you, um, you do you at the end of the day. You are the one that is looking to get booked for whatever the gig may be. But some, what, some agencies or some uh, LGBT uh, fucking cruises or anything like this that you might get might want a specific performance or want something different from what you can give. So you have to give a roster of stuff. So it's good yeah. to just try everything. Everything is not for everybody, but try everything. I do it's feel even like, like a little bit personal. Uh, can I chime in now? Oh, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> you ain't ready, honey. I have three points to make. <clears throat> the first one is that Drag Race is not for everybody. We are, Ooh. as you said, 13 seasons down the line. We're two seasons in the UK, one season in, um, uh, in Canada, one season being made in New Zealand, another one being made in Australia, and another one in the Netherlands as well. We all know- There's in Spain as well. Okay, so we know that Drag Race is not just um, been around for a long time, but it's also global. And we also know there are certain things that come up in Drag Race every season. If you're a queen, for example, who only wears bodysuits, you know Michelle's gonna be like, why are you only wearing bodysuits? Yeah. If you're a queen that is- Wear swimsuits down the flipping runway. Like Joey J, who just went home, they're going to say, where are your wigs? Kind of thing. We know what the situation is with Drag Race. And I just can compare it to, and I, I sometimes I feel bad for Drag Race as a brand because it, because there's so little LGBTQ content, it feels like Drag Race has to be everything to everyone. And that's impossible. You know what I mean? Like when we watch, I don't know, X Factor, right? We don't expect it to cover every genre of music. We don't go, right. where is the classical singer? <laughs> you know, we don't go, where is the rock, where's the country singer? We don't do that, <sighs> you know what I mean? That's but because true. there's so many different talent competitions out there, you're allowed to do that. Whereas RuPaul is really the only drag queen in that, in that particular lane. And that's yeah. the only show in that particular lane. So it has to be as diverse as it possibly can be to include as many people. However, it is still a competition and a competition includes rules because people need to know what to play by. And so my thing is, if you don't want to play by the rules but everybody else is, why are you upset by that? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's sort of like, for me, it's, it's kind of like if I was going to, if I was looking for a singing competition, I know a competition where the head judge is Mariah Carey is going to be very different from a, a competition where the head judge is Miley Cyrus. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, and, and I know what each judge is going to be interested in. And, you know, it's the same as anything else. If I'm going to a competition, I know that the head judge is Kylie Minogue. I know the 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 the, the, the competition is going to feel really different if the head judge is Patti LaBelle. Okay. But I'm not going to be upset because Patti LaBelle asked me to sing and Kylie Minogue didn't. It's no shame. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like we know what RuPaul expects. The competition is literally got his name in it. 
Okay. Mm. And it's sort of like he's made the competition in in his image, you know? The, Definitely. From, from, from Definitely. The, I was thinking that when I was watching it, even from like the way he speaks and announces things. Everything. To the way, and as he should. You know, he says lip sync for your life. As he should. Tyra Banks did. Simon Cowell did. There is no problem with doing that. Wolves in the City watched RuPaul's Drag Race with the best intentions, <laughs> and we believe every queen is good enough to be on the show. We decide to put it in because we're fans of the show and we're fans of yours. Everybody gets to put their two cents in, so we put our three cents in. Good luck! <laughs> and don't fuck it up! <laughs> okay, the next gag of the week. So unfortunately, guys, I know that you're in Barcelona, Jason, but um, it was announced last week that we have unfortunately hit 100,000 deaths in the UK from the coronavirus. Um, it still is crazy to me because, you know, I have people that I know that are in Dubai or Barbados and, you know, you know, you can't help but see people in New Zealand. You know, the people that live in Wuhan are partying up, honey. They are having pool parties and the clubs are open. Yet the UK is still very much in lockdown. Um, but I just sort of wanted to, you know, it's going to be a year since we, oh, since I've been working from home and the year since, mm -hmm. you know, coronavirus impacted all our lives. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that as somebody that used to live in the UK and has deserted their country. What do you... What um, do you I think my country has deserted me, period. Why is that? Um, <laughs> because the way this has been handled by the government is absolutely fucking ridiculous. When everyone... Mm. You know how it was for me. Can't like, disagree, I, by the way. Huh? Oh, well. Well, I'll, I'll say it and then, Carlos, you may, you may disagree. What? But the way... I, I disagree. Way, that's what Lee's trying to say. But anyway, I'm going to say the government... It's been trash about. I never said. Did I just agree coming to that? I don't know. You said I disagree. Lee, Lee. Lee tried to start drama. <laughs> Lee, hello, Tuka. <laughs> Got the most to say, but you're mute. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the government completely has handled this in the wrong way. I think I think every country has kind of handled it a little bit in the wrong way, except for probably New Zealand. And I think no. a lot of a, a lot of it China. on New Zealand. Well, no, also New Zealand has no cases because they put the whole country on lockdown and locked the borders and everything else. That was a okay. part of it. So I think the UK also hasn't done the... Hasn't just said, hey, what did you do? And just did the same thing. They've yeah. just tried to stretch it out and then make everyone go out with the eat out to help out bullshit and then come back and be like, oh, all you youth that be meeting up with more than six or six or five or four or three or two or one, y'all been, y'all are the ones. Why are you going outside? You told everybody to go outside. Now you have a hundred thousand. What are you going to do? They're already trying to cut so many things mm. out of like care for like young people and people who are vulnerable, who are from primary school, who need free school meals. They're still doing all of that bullshit. Um, and they're just trying it. Like, mm. this 100K death, like, I'm not surprised in the UK. Like, it's so dumb. Like It just reflects society in general, though. People don't know how to ask for help or how to flip and just accept. Take the L. Well, it's just the government, like, isn't it? It's the Tories. And New Zealand, as you're saying. No, but, like, China and New Zealand, as you're saying, they um, locked it down from the beginning. Why do that? Yeah, I why were the, the restrictions not strict in the beginning to enable by now? 
Well, for me, like, obviously, I understand, like, lockdown overall because it was very much lockdown where I was. I couldn't leave the house. I even tried to leave the house uh, with Luke to try and go to the to go to the supermarket. And the police car rolled up and opened the door and gave very much, why are you out the house? And I gave what? very much, have less English. And she gave very much, why are you out the house? And I was very much like, I'm trying to go to the supermarket. She said, only one of you walk on and then he must walk two meters behind you this is how it's been handled that i've been english that has been fined any there have been fines from 300 up to uh, up to 6k in fines 11k actually i think in fines here actual fines that people actually have to pay so the uk is handled wow. completely bad so, like, I feel so for everyone that is in the UK. Like, it isn't easy where I am either. I do get to go out between 1 and 3.30, and that is it. But um, in terms of, like, to go out, to, to just go out and eat, and the curfew is 10 o'clock. But okay. it, it is, I do feel so for the people who are there, because I know how much, like, mentally, like, this is so straining. Like, I talk yeah. to my class every week. I talk to my house members every week. I know it's hard on y'all, um, especially working from home. And I just think it's, it's, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's anything we can really do except for not meet up in groups or right. not go to this and not go to that and, you know, change our social life to be online because it seems like apparently this is what it's going to be like for the next three years, what Shade Borough said. Um, yeah. I think we just have to... I don't know. At this point, it's now... It's yeah, about holding... Huh? <laughs> I was just... You know, okay. to that's honest, what Shane Burton said, you know. Well, no, that's what I said. That's what I said. Allegedly. At least we know you're getting it from legit sources, JJ. Apparently, that's what they said. But to be honest, like, no, I don't trust Shane Burrow, to be honest, because they also said that. They said something about Spain, and I was like, that is not true. <laughs> it's very much like, that is wrong. Um, but apparently, this is what it is. And I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, if they were right on this factor. Because nah, I wouldn't be Boris Johnson doesn't know her ass from her elbow. Period. That, that is ridiculous to me. Like, you know what? Like, it is annoying to be locked down. And I completely understand. But if the UK just locked everybody blood clot down like for proper. a couple of weeks, like a proper team, yeah. right? And then I could understand why, how the numbers, duh, 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 but... Yeah. It, it don't make no sense. They're very much like, do what you want, <laughs> but don't do what you want. Mm. But we will still blame you. So try it, bitch. It's just time to hold the fucking government accountable for all of this shit, for them to just fucking supporting these fucking freelancers left, right, and center that do not make any money and have not made any money for a year. And expect them to do a tax return on top of it. Like, the fuck? That shit got me mad. When they said tax return is due in 24 hours, I said, all right, HMRC, I'm going to give you this one, but y'all need to slow down with this. Oh, the, the, it needs to be done. No. <laughs> let, let us live for one year, please. But yeah, it's just irritated me. Like, I, mean, I want to come I back so bad. I definitely think that, obviously, it's massively sad for people that have lost somebody during this time, it hasn't affected my personal life as much, you know, it does, I mean, other than having to stay at home, I mean, I, no one that I've known has passed away from the coronavirus, so I will say that, but like, 
some of the things that the government has done has just been undeniably wrong, you know, um, from the tracking trace system that didn't work to eat out to help out to the way that they've not helped um, children from low income families like it's the, the whole thing has been terrible and it's sort of like it's so interesting to watch the incompetency incompetency over a year you know what I mean a year's time like looking back at all the mistakes that they have made and don't get me wrong I fully understand that this is something that no government have had to deal with or no government in the UK at least has had to deal with for the last hundred years but at the end of the day there are things as you quite rightly pointed out that we could have been doing from the very mm. beginning and it should have been um what is it called protocols in, pe- in place and all that stuff yeah which they why was that not there which they didn't do this is not the first coronavirus that's ever happened to the world there's lots of different coronaviruses that other countries who have handled it better say for example in east asia have um put in place because they've had to handle viruses in the past but you know you could tell that in the uk they weren't clear on what the strategy would be from not wearing a mask from we're going to try herd immunity like all of these different things that they decided that they would try and do has cost lives that's the thing that people actually forget it's not just you made a mistake someone's died yeah many you know, many people have died because of your mistake. And exactly. so as much as it's very much like we didn't know what we were doing, we've tried to do as well as we can, that has cost someone to lose their family member or their friend. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shouldn't be undervalued or dismissed. Um, so, you know, if anyone who's watching, listening to this has lost a family member due to the coronavirus, um, our thoughts are definitely with you. And let's hope that it's not too much longer of this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, the last of Gag of the Week before we move on to Dear Carnage is a documentary that I found on YouTube. um, And I shared it in the Wolves in the City group, which we want to add you all to, joking. Um, And it's called... um, (laughs) 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 Defining Moments with... I don't know whether his name is Ozzy or O-Z-Y. I want to say Ozzy because if your name's O-Z-Y, maybe just call yourself Ozzy. But it was with Dominique Jackson. And you may know Dominique Jackson um, from the show Pose. Um, She plays Electra Abundance, who um, is probably most people's favourite in the show. But Dominique Jackson is the fierce transgender model and actress um, who obviously wasn't always as confident as she is today. And the documentary really looks into her inspiring journey and how she found success. It's called Defining Moments. And so I know for me, before I ask you guys and we close out the segment, what you thought of the documentary, it was just so great for me to see a piece of work where the person who is trans and is at the center of the documentary didn't pass away at the end of the documentary. Like they went on to have success and massive success. She's also in a show called American Gods. So like, it was so great to watch what felt like an authentic experience by someone that we all recognize. Maybe you've watched her in Legendary as well. and it just ended in success. And not just in success professionally, but her family had come around to 
understanding who she is and she has those people in her life and she has love in her life and so I felt like that was such an inspiring thing to watch whether you're trans or not um, I cried I fucking cried that that documentary was just amazing like I loved every minute of it every minute even like the hard bits um when her mom misgendered her and it's just like little things like that that hit deep and it's like obviously I'm um I identify as cisgender but I live a transgender experience you know from the way that people treat me like dating life all that kind of stuff so I feel like I I can relate on two levels do you get what I mean Mm-hmm. and it was just so the documentary was amazing it was so good I loved it but the thing is yeah. just also there's like I'm so happy that you showed me this documentary I think it needed way more push and it should have been on TV or Netflix or some shit um, mm-hmm. but I thought I think it's not the first time also Dominic telling her story this is I think she also did one back in Jamaica I think um, that's a really old video back in um, I think before as soon as she kind of did the first I think season of Pose in the first couple of episodes she did interviews but what I love about Dominique is her super authenticity like the fact that she's very much like yes I tried to do this yes this happened the mum misgendering is icing on the cake. I was screaming at my phone because mm. I watched it in bed before I went to sleep. Um, I was screaming at my phone about it because I was like, fucking hell, get with the times. But it was so Caribbean and so real and so true. Yeah. And the thing is, like, even things yeah. when she was ex- just explaining, like, talking about Dominique and using male pronouns when it was, like, a good thing and yeah. then female pronouns when it was, like, a bad thing. Well, if she did something bad or she called her telling her, like, I think she said, I hate you, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, she's just so authentic. And it more and more, more, I need more and more of a Dominique, of Dominiques to come yeah. out and tell their story. Because it's real, you know? She didn't sugarcoat it. It wasn't like some fiasco. Mm-hmm. It didn't talk about, you know... Um, I just don't think it was like really fickle. It was very much like deep in her life. She was an open book. And I was here for it. I was here for it completely. I think I need to watch it again today because <laughs> I loved it. So inspirational. Yeah. So mm-hmm. inspirational. I sent it to all my house members and everybody I knew. I was like, y'all need to watch this documentary. And they were all like, fucking hell. And also she's from the Borum scene. Authentic, walked categories. <laughs> you know, she's, a, she's one of us. And she is literally probably like the second person to put like Borum in this kind of uh, light. You know, not just the show, but we're talking about people, people, mm. actual people who actually are from Borum, you know, um, second or third. But she was like one. She's like a part of the Trailblazers anyway. But yeah, it was sick. Nothing bad to say. Everyone was, needs to watch it. It. Was, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And everyone needs mm-hmm. to watch it. And we will leave the link to the documentary on YouTube in our show notes. <laughs> Okay, so we're coming to the close of the show, and that means one thing. Carnage! (laughs) (laughs) So, Carnage, we have another question. And this Mm -hmm. question is from someone that's never written in the show, and that person is called Anonymous. (laughs) Bloody Anonymous. (laughs) Bloody Anonymous. Um, (laughs) 
I'm a huge fan of Drag Race. Aren't we all anonymous? And mm-hmm. I wanted to do drag for years. And now I'm at home and I'm practicing. I know you're not a drag queen. However, you have the confidence to be yourself and to perform as Carnage Kills. Where does that confidence come from? And do you have any tips for me? Um, What a nice question. Thank you, Anonymous. Um, Basically, where does my confidence come from? I feel like... When I was younger, I never used to be that confident, if I'm being completely honest. You know, I used to be quite suicidal. I didn't really like the way that I looked. Um, And it just was a lot of my mum helping me and telling me that I was beautiful and telling me to look in the mirror, tell myself I was beautiful. And I did that. And after a while, I started to believe it. And then I really started to see it. And then I started to grow into my features and everything just started to look popping. And then that's when the bad bitch really came out. So it was just a lot of like self-development from within. I feel like the best thing that you can do is love yourself in every way, you know, show yourself attention, spoil yourself, you know, read as well. Um, there's a lot of like self-care stuff. I've just been reading like stuff on Instagram, but I'm going to take it to actually reading books soon. And then, yeah, um, tips on being confident. I would say believe it. Believe that you're confident. Because once you believe it, other people will start to believe it and see it. And y- you'll be surprised at the things that you'll be able to accomplish and do just by believing in yourself that... I know who I am as a person and I am confident. Yeah, that's my advice. I mean, on on my side, um, I'm not a drag queen, but I do really identify um, what Rue says when he says um, we're all born naked and the rest is drag because I literally, like in my life, when I look back, I was saying earlier on that I feel like I'm in transition. I can remember times when I've been like, okay, what am I called? What does that person wear? How does that person communicate with people? Uh. I mean, like, um, what kind of guy do I want to be with? What kind of place do I want to work? Like, and I like would have a vision of what that person is. So obviously Lee Gray, what do I wear? How do I talk to people? Do you know what I mean? What do I sound like? All of that kind of stuff for me is really exciting. I love to play with that kind of stuff. Maybe I have multiple personality disorder, but I like I love I love to to create that person. Like some of the biggest people in show business have done that. Like they've changed their name and they have changed their hair color and they have created the person that they want to be. They forgot everything about what they were born into and they've used the opportunity to create the person that they should have always been, you know? And that's the amazing thing about drag queens, that you have the opportunity to create that person, that name, what she wears, what kind of heels does she wear, what color, you know, what color is her hair? Like all of that is exciting and you can bring that to your own life as well. You know what I mean? Like 
you know, what what kind of what kind of um, clothing do you want to wear? Are you a suit queen? Are you a sports queen? Are you a naked queen? Maybe don't go out naked though. But like, who are you? <laughs> like that stuff, I love. So I don't know if any of that is helpful, but it's definitely, I feel like I'm in drag right now, honey. Okay, you always <laughs> in drag. Uh, what I would say I agree with the above Um, confidence again yes it goes from within Um, I think people always think that you have to be polished before you do your first gig that's not true that's not true so I have a story relating to that but, but make sure you go out there and try to take as much opportunities as possible take uh, look for a drag mother or a mother that can teach you some stuff about beating your face because there's it is a skill set with dry makeup. Um, yeah, and just practice, practice, practice. Um, and again, yeah, you just have to put you kind of have to put yourself out there. There's never a time where you're going to be in quotation marks ready. That doesn't exist. I personally yeah. feel like yeah. you also have to be shit to be good. There has to be yeah. somewhere to go. You cannot be yeah, on your seriously. A game from the All jump the because how yeah. do you keep it going? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the thing. We're talking about longevity at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, please do do I your mean, thing. Also, I get with, that, with that said, JJ, you know there is slightly a unfortunately to to say it um, and. You know, I know what you're going to say as well. Going so. over, but there is a slight economic mm-hmm. um, uh, difference that is going on at the moment where there are queens who have money that can look great from the jump. Yeah, the, the, um, the standard is a lot higher than it used to be back Yeah, but in the that's day. because you have queens that are coming in 21 who have money and are able mm-hmm. to... You know, Aquaria was one of those queens. Like, she was able to wear Balenciaga from the jump. You know, and she's twenty. Wasn't she like the first yeah. queen? Wasn't yeah. she like the first? Yeah, she was. Because I remember that switch. That was a switch. That was a shift after that. Well, even like the ones that are in RuPaul Drag Race now. But I think the best, the best thing you can do is really make your own shit. Because yeah. especially when you make it and you feel good, that's like the best place to be at. Like to well, make to something. You, to be honest with you, it's real life at the end of the day you're gonna have people who are trying to make it as a singer who have to you know use their instagram or their tiktok or busk to make money and you're gonna have people who are born into it that can hire a studio all of this all of these um economic um inequalities exist in every industry and at some point it was gonna hit drag so you know it's 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 just part of life really Mm. but good luck Good luck, darling. And oh, don't fuck it up. Well, do because you'll get up. better. <laughs> um, or keep fucking up until you get it okay. right. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. That brings us to the end of the show. What a fantastic, amazing time! I enjoyed being with you guys so much, but I'm sure people want to see more of me. They can hit me up on Instagram at Lee Gray underscore. J A Y J A Y R E V L O N on Instagram and every social platform. K A R N A G E K I W L S Carnage Kills. And darlings, please 
darlings, I know it's season three, episode three. You have been in this with on this journey with us the whole time. Hello, new listeners. Welcome to the mess. But subscribe, leave a review. How dare you? Do I have to even ask you at this moment in time? You should know this. And if you have a question for Carnage, DM him. He loves it. it turns I'm him dead. on. Or, You're a fool. Or email. <laughs> Send them anyway. ITCpodcast at gmail.com. But until then, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wolves in the City.